This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Adam Gold will be back soon enough. Monday, I believe, will be uh, some of his greatest interviews from the year. Yeah. Then we're back to live shows Tuesday with Adam Gold. And you can always catch him doing hurricane stuff if you if you really miss him that much, which I understand. Yeah. You guys have a good synergy, a great show going on. It's fun times. You're making things healthy. At least, uh, hopefully, day drinking doesn't come up as much during the <laughs> normal Adam it Gold show. The it's, it's the week between <laughs> Christmas and New Year's, people, yeah. okay? Yes. We've mentioned day drinking. It doesn't mean that we would do that, you know, every day, all day, right. all year. See, we have to capitalize on it because we can't day drink all the time. Yes. So when you can, you got to jump on and, it. And obviously never during the show. There's, oh, there's video not. on us now. Yes. So people can, you know, I don't even bring drinks in the studio anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm sharp on that here. I know. Too much cool equipment, uh, which is smart because I would spill. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's getting near the end of the time. However... We still do have a long weekend. A lot of people get the New Year's Day because it falls on a Sunday, that second day off. So you don't quite have to put pants on yet. Yeah. And I got to say, as nice as it was to have the sun out, and even I think it's going to get like close to 70 this weekend. <laughs> so crazy. It would be a terrible weekend to have like a little ice and 15 degrees because it's a great weekend to just veg on the couch. Yeah, not do anything. There'd be a great excuse uh, because it has been bowl week all week, but it's now it's like sports weekend Mm -hmm. including we've got acc men's hoops tipping right now we've got the duke's mayo bowl about to kick right now if you're an nc state fan you just gotta sit and go nowhere you got a mayo bowl straight into a huge conference game versus clemson yep so yes it is north carolina so you expect nothing less than a you know 60 degree temperature change in a week or whatever it was (laughs) right yeah 30 at least i wouldn't for one hate a, a more of an excuse to sit and watch all the sports that are going to be on today, including, I think it's like five bowl games today, a great ACC basketball slate. We had ACC women's last night, and then obviously NFL football kicks in all weekend long and the college football playoffs that take place tomorrow. So it's all there. And you know, like if if a game goes bad, a second half is bad, New Year's Eve weekend you know you got movie marathons on. Absolutely. The Godfather is on somewhere right now. Everywhere. I don't know if it's AMC. There's prob- Somebody's probably doing the Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, you better believe The Office is going to be somewhere. Some- somewhere's running yeah. the whole Friends series, yeah. the whole Office series. Yeah. Like, there's good TV I options. The- One of the funniest things to me about all of those things is that they're all accessible on streaming things that I pay for regularly. Yeah. But I would never turn on a stream to watch, you know... A random Star Wars movie now or a random Office episode. Yeah. But if it, like, comes on, it's, like, halftime of the game. I'm there. You're like, hey, you know what? I can catch up uh, on, the, on the DVR. Mm-hmm. Um, I love The Office. I I'm, could watch that. That's one of those shows I could watch forever and always. We should do a, we could, should do a ranking of the all-time greatest, like, cable. T- and their heyday was when you didn't have streaming options. Yes. Where you were beholden to the offering on the, the cable options. You watched it but, and you missed it. But on uh, in those days... They they showed out during um, New Year's weekend. Mm-hmm. You were going to get, you know, I mean, I guess the Avengers stuff has all been in streaming, but you were going to get a Godfather run. You were going to get get a Law and Order marathon all oh, day yeah. somewhere. Yep, get all your options. We'll focus on the sports mostly. Sometimes we'll talk other TV options, and let's get it started as we jump out the gate. 
they're literally off in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They just kicked. No time off the clock. I uh, believe that's... I can't tell who's wearing what. I believe... I'll tell you who's got the ball first in a second. Oh, well, of course, yeah, it goes to commercial. Mayo, yes, they go straight to Mayo. Straight to... They know... <laughs> That the main character in the Duke's Mayo Bowl is the Mayo. So as they show kickoff and they immediately go to last year's Mayo dump. Uh-huh. They've got Dave Dorn on the screen that says, does not like Mayo. They've got Maryland coach Mike Lockley that says, puts Mayo on sandwiches. Mayo is all the discussion. Yep. There's a large hat already out there. And State is on defense. We'll let you know how it goes. Um, we've got lots of things to talk about because this is just a culmination of North Carolina Bowl Week. Bowl Week. Across America, it is the season to celebrate college football. From city to city, the passion is unrivaled. Coast to coast and beyond, the nation comes alive for Capital One Bowl Week. And so does the state of North Carolina because we had six, count them, six bowl games. We won the Celebration Bowl, NC Central 41-34 to over Jackson State. We won the Gasparilla Bowl, Wake Forest over an SEC team. Doesn't matter which one, it was an SEC team. We won the Birmingham Bowl, ECU over Coastal 53-29, and it wasn't that close. We won the Military Bowl 30-13, to Duke over Central Florida, and then it all fell apart in the Holiday Bowl. Yeah. Four and one. Oregon 28, UNC 27 in the Holiday Bowl. But technically, if you're counting score, if you're in Vegas, right. the Eagles did cover. So we still are undefeated in the money-making. Mac Brown was right. And there we're, were two winners. And we're trying to make it 6-0 and in Vegas, 5-1 and on the field. Uh, in NC State, Maryland. Looks like Maryland already got a nice chunk play. I don't know how many yards it was, but it was a decent amount. The series is tied between these old ACC foes, 33-33-4. and four. Last time they met, Maryland won 42-21. And, and Maryland had a, uh, has done a good job of dashing State's dreams in the past. We'll see if NC State can join Duke and UNC at the nine-win level. We've been joking about it being North Carolina Bowl week. Obviously, none of these are top-tier bowl games. Some of these are good bowl games. None of them are great bowl games, yeah. right? None of them are technically New Year's Six or obviously not college football playoff. But I'm going to ask Luke to talk about this later. By the numbers, this has to be the best season in the state of North Carolina collectively. And the numbers I'm talking about are wins. We had nine win seasons for UNC, Duke, and I'm giving NC State the win over Maryland <laughs> and making that nine. That's 27 wins. We had eight win seasons at Wake Forest and ECU. That's 43 wins. Six wins for App State, and that's a down year for them. That's 49 wins. Divided by those six teams, that's an average of over eight wins yeah. spread across six teams. Charlotte, I don't yeah. really count that. But even with them dragging the average down, there's no way – We've ever had all those teams up that much. Mm-hmm. Eight and nine win seasons. I know they, they don't get you in New Year's Six Bowls necessarily. But they're not the norm over the history of Duke, State, UNC, Wake, and ECU football. Right? So, like, it, it's weird the way that it came about. Duke is obviously celebrating. But because Duke football isn't highly celebrated, it doesn't quite feel as good. Because... Like, App got those huge wins and was the story at the start of the season, even though one of their big games was a loss to UNC. It was just so fun. Then winning at Texas A&M, then winning in crazy fashion in game day. But then technically, 
it wasn't a great season for them. It was a disappointing season for them. ECU fan, we had one call in. Great season, a great you know culmination to Holt Naylor's career and the turnaround for Mike Houston and the future's bright and all that. But you still look at man, if we had beat NC State yeah. and then and the Navy game, you know whichever uh, there were a couple other close ones, and even Duke, who likes all their wins and, and loves it, still looks at like multiple games, and it was like. I think we tallied eight points, yes. decided their three Super ACC close. losses. Yep. Like, there's disappointment there. UNC, same thing. If you told UNC at the beginning of the year you win nine games and your quarterback will be the freshman of the year and one of the best quarterbacks in the country, you'd be like, that's a great season. But because they were at one point five and one. Yep, going into OT. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or or what, you know, whatever it was, and then losing four in a row to, to close the season, it feels like a disappointment. So it's it's an odd time to be a North Carolina football fan, the state of North Carolina, because if it was a really, really, really good season, and it really doesn't feel that way. Uh, it, it's almost like sometimes you play golf and – you know, you add up your score, and it was a, a decent score for you. But like, you didn't make any birdies. You didn't. You didn't make a ton of pars. You just it's didn't have a lot of double it. bogeys or, yeah. or, or triple bogeys. So like, your score ends up being like pretty good for you. Uh, but but you're not walking away being like, man, I, I crushed it this that is round. Great, yeah. Right? That's kind of how it feels. Or or like even better example, you had a good scoring round of golf, but like you missed birdie putts. Like you had the opportunity to have a really good round, and instead it just feels like you had a, a slightly unsatisfactory round, even though it was a really good round for you. That's what it was for North Carolina this year. And we'll see uh, if NC State, even if NC State ends up with just eight wins, that's not going to change the the yeah. average that much. Um, it it's overall collectively what you'd like is. For the, for the best season for North Carolina football would be one team either in the college football playoff or in a huge bowl game against somebody else, another team, you know, with with nine wins and in and, and a conference championship game or whatever. Like, you'd like for there to be a crown jewel yeah. for the great season, and there isn't that for, this, uh, for these North Carolina teams. It's just a bunch of pretty good and well above historical average seasons Spread out along among all these teams at the same time. So I don't know. It's it. Nobody roots for all of those teams. You know, that's yeah. the problem. Every fan base has a reason to be a little bit excited and a little bit disappointed. Um, there are tons of games on Saturday and Sunday, uh, Saturday and Monday. Excuse me. No bowl games on Sunday, but the ones that are the most important: Ohio State and Georgia in the Peach Bowl at eight o'clock. TCU, Michigan, and the Fiesta Bowl at 4 o'clock. I know that Georgia has basically dominated for the last two years, even though they, they they didn't technically dominate last year until they won the, the championship because the championship had so long eluded them, right? Once they won the championship, then you look at their seasons like that was a pretty dominant season, even though they, they didn't go undefeated. They lost the one time to Alabama. Then the, having the target on their backs, being the defending champs, and, and being as dominant as they have been this season – now they start to feel like they're on top, but they haven't quite put t- together back-to-back good college football playoff showings. And for some reason, last night I was watching Scott Van Pelt, and he was making his picks for the weekend, and it's a pretty big spread, so he was taking like six and a half points from Ohio State. I'm just saying I don't feel the same way as I do about Georgia in the college football playoff as I did about Alabama when they were in that position. That makes sense. Even if Georgia is, you know, un- uh, uh uh, the defending champions and looked strong all season, right? And deserving of the number one spot, the number one seed, and deserving of being the favorite. 
Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I don't fear them as much as I would fear uh, an Alabama in that position. TCU, Michigan. Uh, Chip Patterson told us the stat of how often the favorite does win in these semifinals. I feel like Michigan might take it to TCU, but we will see. I hope it's not a Michigan-Ohio State final. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'll be excited for both those games. In other college football news, Sam Hartman from Wake Forest has officially entered the transfer portal. The reports are that he will go to Notre Dame. Ah. We'll see. Uh, But, yes, five college football games today. The only one we care about right now is the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Yeah, that's been going back and forth, actually. I don't know if you noticed, but there's been some big plays here lately. Um, no, we will we will keep you updated. All right, there were no North Carolina teams yesterday, uh, but the ACC did go 1-1. One and one. Minnesota, 28 over Syracuse, 20 in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Florida State beat Oklahoma 35-32. This was a great game in the Cheez-It Bowl. Two you know, big programs. Even if Oklahoma didn't have the great record, they were into it. They were playing hard. They looked good. They, you know, it, it was a high-quality game, including uh, who was my man for uh, Florida State that had eight receptions, 200 yards, Miller. I forget his first name, including one. It wasn't quite a one-handed reception, but it was like a 40-yard pass, and he kind of guided it to his body with one hand and then tucked it in with the other hand, but, like, oh, nice. not at the same time almost, yeah. while running, and it was, like, over his head. Yeah. Just an incredible run. And I got beef with Oklahoma, or maybe it's the ESPN production crew. Oh, do you? I guess, I'm sure this is per tradition, or Oklahoma, like, shoots off a gun every time they do oh. a kickoff. Okay. But it was way too loud. Oh. Wait, we do not <laughs> need to mic you? that thing. It yeah. wasn't even that like startle me. It, it's like because it was coming through a mic. It was instead of like a a gunshot on a movie that's loud. It, it had this like like I, yeah, I, like that. it's abrasive to your ears. Yeah, exactly. Is that yeah. me doing an impersonation of like a TV speaker being blown up? <laughs> like it just it, it it didn't sound. It was good. too much. Well, you know, I live in the country, so I hear gunshots all the time. I guess I'm used to it. But. It was like we we gotta <laughs> no, we we, we got to stop that, but. Yeah. The big win for Florida State, again, to cap a great second half of the season for them and maybe reason to um, start thinking of them as a top 25 team next year and and actually returning to the glory of Florida State. And then Washington beat Texas 27-20 in the Valero Alamo Bowl. Washington came out of the game. This, This is what you want out of a bowl game, right? Out of a bowl team. Washington took the opening kick. And they ran a flea flicker, baby. Oh. Trick plays, everything out, empty the bag, flea flicker for the first play. But here's the problem. They backed it up. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. With a timeout. What? It's like, like they, they came out like, oh, we're, we're hair on fire. We're running a flea flicker, trick plays. Like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then they couldn't get the next playoff. Uh, and then, that gets, so it went flea flicker, timeout, interception, 
But then a punt block to get the ball back. It was crazy. It was all the bowl action. Uh, I loved it. So, good bowl game yesterday. Oh, another great bowl moment. I forgot this from the cheese and poll. The whole team, like there was a dude, I can't even remember what player it was. He had to be taken off on the cart. And, like, I think he was having a leg stabilized. And as he started to run off, as the cart started to move, you know, one or two guys from the team started running over to, be, to like, dap him up and be like, goodbye. And then two dudes saw that, and then, like, four dudes went. And then, like, oh. like, like, the whole team was, like, running to say, <laughs> yeah, like, bye to the dude. Because, you Aww. know, it was almost like they realized. I mean, oftentimes the guys go off for the injury. They know it's for the end of the year. But it was like, wait a minute, this is our last game. This is like, the we, end of the this, year, you know, yeah. I'm sure they'll see him again. But uh, it was um, it's, it's a moment that touched my Aww. heart. So sweet. All right, like we said, it's not just bowl games anymore. We've got ACC men's hoops action this weekend, and it is hot, including UNC at Pitt right now. I should have timed that up better when we weren't in a commercial break, so I had the score across the bottom of the screen. Still no score in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl if you're looking for an update there. Uh, But UNC trying to stay on track after seemingly riding the ship over the holiday break with big wins against uh, Ohio State and Michigan. Um, so I guess UNC wins the college football playoff based on their basketball uh, yeah, so. this weekend. <laughs> uh, then big game for Clemson, a uh, big game for NC State, hosting Clemson today at four o'clock. Um, my friend Josh Goodson is always good with this, and I'm sure whoever, whatever fan site you follow, they they have tried to make the NCAA selection process a little more transparent in in telling you the exact criteria that you need. That's why all these years now we start hearing about quad one wins or like bad losses, quad three, quad four losses. But I think even Jillio will say that losses don't even matter. Like it's quad one wins are the biggest thing that you can get. So like if you beat a team, you know, back in October or whatever, whenever the season opened, November, and then later they go on a, a big run, let's say you played at that place, and you beat them or you beat them on a neutral court, they have a good conference run, and all of a sudden they rise in the ranking, and a team you beat that, that didn't seem like it would help you that much at the time is a quad two or a quad one win. It's yeah. huge, right? <laughs> but it also allows you to map out which games are going to matter for you. When you play bad teams at home, obviously losing is worse than winning, but like winning those games don't help you that much in terms of the NCAA formula. So you can look at your schedule and say which games are the most important ones. On the road with chance, you know, opportunities to get quad one wins on the road and at home. I don't know if Clemson is a quad one win, but it, they might be right now. Brad Brownell usually does a good job of have, having his team on the bubble. Whether or not they get in, they're usually uh, a helpful win for other teams on on their resume that's uh it's often how it goes so a big win for a big game for nc state today as they try to pad their ncaa resume uh tomorrow a big game as well florida state at duke historically a pretty good game but florida state has been terrible this year although it would be very florida state of them to have a terrible terrible very good no 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 good very bad (laughs) non-conference season yeah terrible horrible no good, very bad conference season. Yes. And then turn around and be like the formidable Florida State opponent that they are. Of course. And like make the ACC look bad by going 500 or better. So let's see if Duke can shut them down and uh, keep that from happening. And Virginia Tech at Wake Forest. That game is also tomorrow at noon. ACC women's suits. Big games last night. Big upsets last night. Here locally, it was Duke over number six NC State, 72-58. Unranked Duke, but they're now twelve and one. Wow. And I gotta imagine—I don't know—I can't tell you what all their wins are, but I gotta imagine beating number six NC State 
has got to have Duke at least flirting with the top, with getting ranked. We'll see if that happens. They have Syracuse on New Year's Day. And then Florida State, upset number 13. UNC 78-71, or at least an upset by the rankings. UNC uh, will uh, take on ranked Virginia Tech on Sunday. So bad losses for NC State and UNC. Good win for Duke. Um, and we'll see. NC State's in that sort of... Um, Maybe a rebuild year. They're they're back to back to back ACC champs, I believe. Oh. Pandemic yeah. makes I, for, I forget uh, all, what, which years we played and which years we didn't. But it's all a blur. Um, but yes, uh, they uh, let's we'll see what NC State could do to right the ship, and we'll see how good Duke is going to be. Uh, next up, the Hornets. You got to talk about the Hornets when they win a game, baby. Yeah. 121-113 over the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. LaMelo Ball led the way with a 27-10 and nine assist effort. One assist short of the triple-double. He also had a couple sick passes, including one behind-the-back pass, where he also, they didn't really talk about this, but when he behind-the-back pass, it kind of allowed him to also, like, screen the dude. And just be like, oh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm falling into you without without it being a charge because the guy was kind of beside him. It's a crafty little move. Um, and I want to use it much. Much like something I, I don't know if LaMelo, we can ask Brian Geisker a little bit later if, it, if he's seen this. There are pe- people making more use of the backboard pass now. Like, not just break away, this will be cool, I'll throw it off the, rim, the, the glass and you dunk it. But the glass is like, if you practice it, it's a very useful tool. Yeah. Like if you can, if, if pretend you're like boxing out a guy, and so like instead of throwing over the top, you throw it off the glass, and then it comes down to your dude, right? right. Or like Trey Young's been good about it. he's running, and is he going to do a floater, or is he going to float it up a little bit higher, and he goes off the glass, coming to he sees a guy coming on the weak side, which is risky. I'll, I want to see Lamelo Ball start using the glass a little bit more. That's what I'd like to see. And in professional teams that actually win a lot, the Carolina Hurricanes are back in action tonight. The Florida Panthers are in town. This game is at 7.30. Yep. A little bit later start streaming on ESPN+. Plus. So not a Bally game. It will still be carried on the radio on the flagship, 99.9 The Fam. Uh, but, yes, check out the Canes trying to go for 10 wins in a row. But just know that the game starts a little bit later. Uh I should have gotten a Hurricanes guest today. That's on me. That's my bad. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fine. We'll There's see. a lot going on. It's bowl week, so bowl brain. I, I, think you I guess I couldn't have gotten a player today. I maybe could have gotten a player yesterday. I bet Rod would have stopped by. Rod, Rod enjoys uh, a breath of fresh air. He always tells me that when I interview him. Go Canes <laughs> tonight. Ten in a row. They're going for it. They. It's it's so crazy How what the discussion was about the Hurricanes before their last, like, uh, 15 game stretch. I think they're getting points in. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know what's wrong. And I think there were a lot of smart people being like, nothing. Even at that point, they were in obviously good playoff shape. And, you know, there were injuries guys they're expected to have. They weren't having Sebastian Ajo was out, even though they were winning a lot without Sebastian Ajo. Um, and now it's like, you know, I, I don't think the conversation could be, should be the Canes are the best team in the league, but. They weren't going to be as bad as they looked at their worst, right? Um, Just like they're not going to go undefeated for the rest of the year. But the answer is they're probably still among the best three to five teams in the NHL. They're leading the Metro Division. Even if they dip out of that at some point in the point totals, we've seen them at their hottest. We'll see them again, you know, maybe have a two or three game skid. But they are going to be a playoff team. And the all of this is cool. And the win streak, if it breaks records, great. We'll, We'll talk about that. But these Hurricanes 
will only be judged by the playoffs. Yes. That's how it is. They know that. They want it that way. That's when when you have raised the expectations for yourself to the point that that's where you're being judged. Yeah. That means you've done good things. Absolutely. Right? So they have taken all the steps before the step that is start contending for a cup. That doesn't even necessarily mean the Stanley Cup Finals or winning the cup. But you better be darn close to fighting for a conference championship spot. Yeah. Um, or you're falling short of expectations at this point. Right? Absolutely. I think up to this point in the season, there would have been nice to have gone further in the playoffs. I mean, up to this point in the Rod Brindamore era, it would have been nice to go further in the playoffs, but at no time was it like, oh, man, we really blew our best chance there, right? I mean, every chance you got you have a chance, you got to take it, right? Yeah. But this is the first time, forgive the 10 wins, Forget whatever losses or wins come after this between now and April or whenever the games start. That is where these Hurricanes will be judged. And because Sports Radio were contractually obligated to talk about the NFL, the Cowboys beat the Titans last night 27-13. Kind of a blah game, typical Thursday nighter. Cowboys technically stay alive for their division title. And I know the joke has been about how bad the NFC South has been. And maybe I've missed it. Because we're just in Panthers country, we talk about how bad the NFC South has been. Did we talk about how bad the AFC South has been? <laughs> it's pretty they bad. Terrible. It is. Maybe somebody bad. got off to a decent start, and so it looked better. But like, I think that's what it Texans is. Texans and Colts, terrible. Awful. The Jags are like leading the division, mm-hmm. and the Titans are still, you know, a game and a half below five hundred, I think, or two yeah. games below five hundred, and they've got a chance to win the division. It was weird. Last night, they had little blurps where they looked like they were trying to be competitive, and then, oh, back to being the Titans. They are every bit, that, that division is every bit as bad. I, I want a, uh, they, what they should do is not let either of those te- divisions have a playoff spot, have an exception. If you don't finish 500, you get to go play at a loser's turn. Like, we need to square off <laughs> AFC South versus NFC South, and yeah. like, that's how, like, these are going to be the terrible teams that get the good draft picks. Mm-hmm. But, like, that game should determine, like, who gets the best draft pick. Like, yeah. you crappy divisions <laughs> right. play for it to, to win it. You don't earn the number one pick by, by losing. Yeah. You earn it by beating the other sorry team. Exactly. That's what I want. We did, however, get to see in last night's game, Two Chains give a shout out to Al Michaels, and Al Michaels give the love right back to Two Chains. All right, here with Grammy Award winning artist 21 Savage. Tonight he will be gracing the stage and debuting new songs from his new and number one album, Her Loss. Now I want everybody to pull up, including you, Al Michaels. Including you, Al. Let's get it. A a thousand percent. I mean, our our boy, too. I love doing that promo. You do. You have all year. Loves it as well. I mean, two, two chains, you know, preempts us. There's our man. He he did his own promo this week. Wow. Get to the final week of the year, he said. Gotta stay tuned. And then he gave you a shout out for all the love you've given him all year. I want you to pull up. Even you, Al. Uh, <laughs> 21 Savage also threw an Al in there. So, yes, that was uh, a great moment of last night's game. And, of course, the Panthers take on Tampa Sunday at 1 o'clock. Josh Norman is back on the team. I know. And I don't know if there was a Twitter for Like, Steve Smith was like, oh, let's do this. Let's go. Get Luke Keekley. Let's uh-huh. go. Trey Boston I would, got in I would on it. 100% take Steve Smith. Uh, getting snaps right now for the oh, Panthers. Oh, absolutely. And I would believe that he would uh, contribute. I love 89. Uh, un- Plus, without Josh a doubt. Norman, he uh, has a different number because his old number is being used right now, so I think it's 23. Just don't do the UNC thing and just, like, throw another jersey <laughs> Yeah, over random yours. jersey. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that.